ho, baby. It is Halloween weekend. It is NFL week eight, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I got my guy, Jason Voorhees, joining me on the program today, of course. And that is a that's a scary-ass looking bat, brother. What's going on, Brandon Adam? Very good. Happy Halloween. Enjoy your Halloween. My kids love Halloween. I love Halloween. Um, is the season. Are you looking? So, Brandon, let me let me ask you. Are you one of these families that like you just totally deck out your house? It's all Halloween decorations. Yeah, uh, my wife has every decoration for everything. Love so, it. Um, love it. We always do, and uh, yeah, so that's a special part. Um, it's always fun. But I'm excited for Halloween weekend. It's snowing this morning up here in Colorado. Ooh, um, the last okay. two days, so we finally are getting our snow. Well, so I live in Calgary, so we're both mountain towns, and yeah, uh, yeah we've had our snow for a little bit too. So winter is here, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. and this is this is like the heat. This is it's NFL Week Eight. There are no teams on by this week, Brandon. So we have an entire slate, and one would think that's a good thing, right? When you're talking about Lots of players from the, from the pool that you can play. There's actually not a ton of injuries, a shocking amount of quarterback injuries. But in terms of our skill position players, not a ton of guys are just completely ruled out, which is fantastic. Yeah. But that makes decisions harder. Like you're going to have to make a decision between benching some viable players. Um, and maybe you've got a Josh Palmer on your team and he's going to be one of your second flexes. He is looking like he's questionable, but he's going to be a game time decision, but that's the yeah. that game. So we're going to help you navigate this week eight slate for your season long show. Of course, we got in our chat. We got Brandon McBrin. What's going on, Brandon? And of What's course, up, our man? girl, we got Jen. Good morning, Jen. Thank you for joining us live. Brandon, I would say by Mageddon last week wasn't as painful. Like, when we, you know, from a DFS perspective, the chalk hit, right? So a lot of our players that we were playing hit. So if you had a good team, chances are you probably won a lot of your matchups. How did you do last week in Bimageddon? I did all right. I was able to navigate some, but I got caught on a couple. But I think, yeah. unfortunately, I'm a big, uh, I have a lot of uh, Niners. So mm. week mm -hmm. nine is going to be tough for me. Um, so I, my Bimageddon isn't quite yet. So I, I was, I was okay for the most part. Yeah, so one of the things that we really like to do is we like to look forward on the show. And, of course, so NFL Week 8, there are no buys this week. We'll, we'll talk about the injuries and some of the matchups that we want to just in general target. But for those who are new to the program, first of all, thank you. Welcome for joining us. Um, I didn't introduce myself. Flex Shane, of course, uh, the host of the program this morning. And the thing is, is that when we talk about looking forward, Last week, Bimageddon, six teams. Week 13 is going to be another Bimageddon with another six teams. But That's for the next one. few weeks, weeks 9 and 10 and 11, there's going to be four teams on bye each week. So a little bit more, I would say, regular in terms of the bye week schedule. So just look ahead. I mean, look, next week, if you're preparing, we've got the Broncos, the Lions, the Jaguars, and the 49ers on bye. So there's some definite fantasy impactful players that are going to be on bye next week. So, you know, just check out that waiver wire right now. Go to your app. So I use Sleeper, Love Sleeper, not a, not, a, not a sponsor of the program, but Love Sleeper. Click that little right arrow, right? Check to see what your slate looks like in week nine. And if you've got a whole lot of grayed out players, maybe you got to go in and, and build your bench a little bit more so for next week because it's Saturday morning. Chances are you have a pretty good idea who you're going to be starting this week. So go make some of those sharp pickups. So Brandon, ooh, ooh, yes, Brandon. Ooh, oh, oh, baby. Addison did go off yes. last week. Addison, man. Well, how does the, it look like the real freaking deal, man? There's always that rookie that gets the the golden opportunity, and because of the JJ injury, man, Addison is such a smash, mm. and 
you know, Flex Matt was all over him. Um, we were arguing all offseason about JSN versus Matt Ad- Addison um, in Dynasty. I'm still fine with JSN, but Addison is very much the real deal. Well, listen, JSN had a decent game last week too, brother. Yeah. Like, it's about opportunity. Yeah. The NFL in general is about opportunity. And, yeah. like, you could obviously forecast going in that one, Jordan Addison was the number two wide receiver, granted, behind the arguably best wide receiver best in the game. Wide receiver, but yeah. Kirk Cousins, he's a competent NFL quarterback, man. Yeah. Whatever you think about Kirk, he can distribute the ball. Geno Smith, pretty good. Pretty but good. is Geno Smith the kind of quarterback that can support the third wide receiver on an offense? Especially when those two top wide receivers are Tyler Lockett and DK motherfucking Metcalf. Yeah. It's tough. But listen, yeah. ride that JSN bandwagon, baby, in yep. Dynasty for sure. But listen, if you got Jordan Addison, you, you're, you're sitting pretty. You're sitting, you're sitting pretty. pretty. Yeah, man. So, okay, um, Brandon, I'm just going to give a quick, you know, snapshot of the week. What are we working with? Um, of course, all of our tools that we like to use over at dfsarmy.com, dfsarmy.com, follow the link. If you like the program, you want to help support us, and you don't want to spend the money on a VIP membership, we get it. Money can be tough. Like this video, comment on the video. It helps the algorithm. It helps bring other people to our page so that we can help grow it. DFS Army, this is a fantasy football page, season long specifically. It's a little bit more niche. So come help us grow. But with that in mind, uh, one of my favorite tools just in general, of course, we've got our flagship, the Domination Station, which it helps you set your DFS lineups. But if you're looking to just set your your season-long lineups. You want to do a little bit of your own research. One of the tools I like to use is the matchup report. So go check out the matchup report. Um, and then, yeah, with that in mind, some of the games we like to target. So kind of plug your nose, but this New England-Miami game, Brandon, is the highest over-under with 47 projected points. Now, albeit That's crazy, totals, Miami's 28 versus uh, New England at 18. So it sounds like it's going to be a, a um, high-scoring affair for those Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But listen... My, my New England Patriots, it was my Super Bowl last week, man. They, they upset the Buffalo Bills, so yeah. don't count them out yet. Chicago at the Chargers, 46.5 over under. That's a Sunday night game. Our guy Field, he's been ruled out. It's going to be another taste in Bajan week. And listen, for our skill position players, DJ Moore, kept in fantasy relevant. So that's yeah. at least good enough. I'm not really going to be recommending uh, streaming Tyson Bajan unless you're absolutely desperate, but again, there's some quarterbacks that are injured, but it's all teams are playing. So don't play Tyson Bajan. And then the third game that you probably want to target, this is a Monday night hammer, Las Vegas at Detroit. I think we both expect a massive bounce back for Detroit this week after getting just their soul yes. crushed by Baltimore. You know, a bit of humble pie. Um, coach Campbell, man, that's that's probably exactly what he needed, right? Everything you want as a coach. Yep. Yeah, that's sure. listen. Baltimore isn't just a crappy team, right? Like Baltimore has real Super Bowl ambitions. So if you're going to get your soul crushed by a team, you probably want it to be a team like the Ravens, right? So you can you can explain it to your players, motivate your players, take it as a learning opportunity. Yep. And listen, you were Jim Gibbs guy. He had his breakout week last week. Finally, um, mm-hmm. David Montgomery's already ruled out for that game. So love yep. a lot of the players. Smash for Gibbs. He's gonna. He's yeah. a top five play this week. Easy top five play. We saw the skill set last week. We saw him running inside the tackles as well. Um, just game script got away with got away from him, but fed into him, um, fed into him for sure. Like that's the kind of stuff you like to see for a guy like uh, Gibbs, uh, strength and a pass catching ability. A team that has to force the check down. That's a huge deal for our PPR monster Gibbs. Um, I think that happens again this week. 
Um, so let's go. I'm excited. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. And actually there's a pretty interesting uh, question in the chat here from Brandon. So he is saying, let me pull it up here. I can't decide on Mixon versus San Francisco or Romeo dubs versus Minnesota in his flex. Part of him wants to start dubs, but part of him wants to roll out with three RBs this week. What do you think, man? Like San uh, Francisco again, coming off a, like they could legit lose three in a row. Yeah. Cincinnati is finally starting to get their stride here. Um, Joe Mixon, we love the usage. He still is going to be the lead back in that pretty productive yeah. offense. It's yeah. got to be Joe Mixon here, right? I'm going Joe Mixon because I'll talk about one of my deep stash plays or deeper plays this week. It, it totally affects this question. Um, there's another wide receiver in that uh, Green Bay offense that I want to highlight this week with the with the best matchup of the week for that offense. So um, I'll, I'm going Mixon here for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's closer than we thought, which is, which is crazy, right? But Romeo Dubs still does seem to be the number one target on that offense. But, man, I don't know. Like, Jordan Love had a, a super hot start to the season, and it's been pretty disappointing since then, right? Like, they'll go yeah. quarters, and they just can't get anything going. Um, obviously, Dubs continues to be his top most trusted target. But Christian Watson, every single week, we're going to see him continue to tick up because Christian Watson – Make no mistake, Brandon. I think you agree with me. He's the superior wide receiver in that team. It's a matter of getting on the same page as Jordan Love. And um, let me ask you something here, okay? So AJ Dillon, we've already defined him as he—he's only a break in case of emergency type yeah. uh, running back that you want to start. How do we feel about Aaron Jones, man? Like, is he a must start? Is he a wide like an RB late? R, like. RB2? RB's, I mean, the position in general. RB2, like he's crap. definitely RB2. We know the skill set. We know that they can. he can do well. with, And he's an explosive, efficient player. What, yeah. What's going on is his injuries is, I don't know if they're like, if he's got some nagging stuff going on and that's why the workload's not quite there. Um, I'm actually kind of worried about him a little bit. So that that's the only thing that's always been the worry about him is that he's a undersized back. And he's approaching the age cliff for the RB position. Um, that was why he was a sell for me last year um, in dynasty formats. Uh, that was the time to move on because I knew Love wasn't going to be able to target the same rate of, pa- of the passing efficiency to the RB R- RB position like an Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's just, I mean, you're going from the goat to to you know a, a, a freshman, you know quarterback so you're not really you're not really getting um Aaron you're not getting the efficiency that Aaron provided for Aaron Jones so I've been out on Jones this whole ADP um when it was when it was Aaron Jones versus Ken Walker and all that in the in redraft I was smashing Ken Walker every single time yeah uh I I, that's that to to me that seems like a no-brainer but that definitely was not how it was um was was looking in Mike Beanie was telling us the other thing and and usually he's usually he's the ageist of of the group here <laughs> so yeah. like, I was actually shocked he was actually defending the age of of uh of Green Bay Packer running back yeah. Aaron Jones versus Ken Walker so um that that's been that that was what was kind of cracking me up about that whole position but um yeah Ken Walker has been the guy it looks like he's going to be you know a smash for the rest of the season but um it's love exciting. it love it love it uh, so Brandon, just to kind of put a put a close in that. So we both suggested Joe Mixon, but just so you know, mm-hmm. our matchup tool projection: ten point seven five PPR points for Romeo Dubs, thirteen point seven five points for Joe Mixon. So it's Mixon. Love the usage on the season. It's seventy nine point three four percent rush 
5%, and he's got a uh, almost 10% target share in the season. So when you talk about usage, um, they're starting to, to find their stride. Let's and the Niners it. are yeah. allowing some chunky runs, man. Madison yeah. was getting through some big holes, so I like Mixon this week. Um, he could fall into the end zone any week um, from just being on the one. You know, So it's just what happens. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, let's answer Bali's start question, and then we'll get into our flex plays, Brandon. Sure. So we got Bali coming in. He needs a flex. We got Roshan Johnson, who finally cleared from the concussion protocol. Looks like he's going to be playing alongside with Deonta Foreman, so that's a little bit worrisome. You got Chuba Hubbard. It sounds like Miles Sanders is going to be back as well, so that could be a bit of a committee. Although, even when they were both playing, Chuba Hubbard was the one leading that backfield. Yes. Curtis Samuel um tutu atwell and then jeff wilson i like these players you like chuba yeah i like chuba here i'm gonna stay with chuba he he's been their guy on the pass catching rule too so i just i don't know i i i like hubbard a lot um curtis daniel's so hard to predict on when he's gonna hit yeah um like that that's a tough one um so i'm going hubbard there he's got a, a role that looks defined to me um so that's the one i'm going yeah, I think that's fair. Listen, I have a ton, a ton of Roshan Johnson Me across too. all my dynasty leagues and across my season-long leagues. And he's one of these guys where, especially like during bye weeks last week, it was he was tough to hold. I actually, I told you this, I actually ended up, just, listen, it's a home league. You start two wide receivers. I dropped JSN. I know it. And, and, we, and, we told you this was, and I kept Roshan Johnson. Listen, I have a fantastic wide receiver core. My running back core is sketchy, right? So you have to make some tough decisions. It's all about need. Um, but I think, listen, Roshan Johnson, he's going to be good. He's going to yeah. be good. First week coming off the concussion protocol after being off for two weeks. Like he missed two games because of, because of the concussion. And I understand that concussion is one of those. It's either, You're either a concussor or you're not. Yeah. It's not one of those things like, like a nagging hamstring injury or something like that, right? So once you're cleared, you're cleared. He's clear. He's I'm be still clear. a little reluctant. We want to see it first. So yeah, 100%. Foreman's been good, dude. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, Dante, that guy's proven in the past that he can carry the load um, when needed for being a, you know, a guy that's a jag kind of moving around team to team and whatnot. But man, he proved last year that he could do it. This year he's doing it again with what he did last week. Um, I see, I continue, Dante is going to continue with the workload. Yeah. I don't see Roshan just elbowing him out of the role be, because he's healthy now. So he's got to kind of show that he's better than Foreman. Yeah, and if Khalil Herbert comes back or when Khalil Herbert comes back, that's going to be a messy be, backfield. Granted, yeah. that, that, trade Foreman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can trade Foreman, you can. I mean, trade listen, but that's, a good, that's always assuming everybody's going to be healthy and yeah. chances are everybody's not going to be healthy. Okay, Brandon. Nice little tease. Drake London is hard to predict. Well, Brandon, D-Adam, let's get into our flex plays, and maybe we can talk about the aforementioned Drake London. So shall we get it? Let's get to our flex plays. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy, my rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese, my good time boy. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is our good time boy. Brandon, give me your top flex streamer, start-sit decision player of the week. My number one player of the week, we, we... We predicted this guy's breakout. We predicted a top five uh, outburst for him a couple weeks back. It's my guy, Drake London. Um, He is really coming into his own. He's starting to get that rhythm uh, with uh, Ritter. Ritter, even though we we talk crap about Ritter all the time, um, he's number, you know, they got him. 
They're first in the division. They are in it, and they and the re- big reason why is because Ritter is finally getting the ball a little bit down to his pass catchers into the red zone, and that's where Drake kind of shines, man. Um, that's he has a tw- he has a twenty two point six percent target share. That's that's g- good enough in that offense. Um, but he is that guy that's going to be targeting the worst. He has the best uh, matchup against Sean uh, Murphy Buntling. Um, He's only rated as a top 70 player in or a top 75 uh, DB up by player profiler. So that is something that we like to see for this uh, Drake London, a top, you know, a top 15 uh, um, draftee and a number one target for an offense. I'm going with Drake London all day against this Tennessee Titans that are atrocious versus the wide receiver position. I think the Titans are in complete disarray right now with mm. uh the trading of uh Bayard to uh the safety Bayard to the Philadelphia Eagles. So who's gonna replace the deep, you know, who's gonna be patrolling the deep uh third of the of the defense? I don't know. Um, I see a big game coming for Drake London. There's going to be some broken plays with confusion with that with that big veteran presence being gone for the Titan defense. So give me Drake London this week. Okay. I, I So for the record, I agree with your, your play. I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a Go second for here. I mean, listen, when you look at the Atlanta versus Tennessee game, mm-hmm. it is the lowest implied team total with 35 points. I know. Um, both teams like to run the ball. Both teams like to play strong defense, but it could be one of these situations where both teams aren't just very good, right? And so it could be a slot fest, but it could also be a slot fest in terms of lots of points score just because both teams just frankly aren't that good, right? Yeah. Um, talk about Drake, Drake London, 23% target share, which we love. But last week, uh, just looking at here, 36.84% like, yeah, target exactly. share, which we love, of course. Um, and he's Desmond Ritter's guy, end zone yep, targets. Yes. 64% end zone targets, which means uh, those high caloric passes we love, even, even though he's really not catching touchdowns. But And then on uh, third and fourth down targets, 30%. Exactly. So this is going to be a good week. The yeah. only th- Well, listen, there could be a lot that could go wrong with this game in general, but we do know he's probably going to get at least seven, eight targets. Yep. It's a matter of what he does with those targets, and it sounds like he can be productive. So, yeah, man, yeah. I, I love the Jersey Drake this week. But, yeah, listen, like Brandon McBroom in the chat, he's hard to predict. That's a fact. He is hard to predict. Give me him this week all day long. This is this is a good spot to do it. They're going to be able to control this game. And if it does get out of hand, that just feeds into Drake anyways. So I don't mind that if it gets out of hand. And also a, a little deep, deep, deep play and possible thing that's happening with the Titans is this. Mm-hmm. Are they trading Derrick Henry? Are they going to be trading yeah. Derrick Henry? There is major rumors that he could possibly be getting moved possibly the Ravens um, that is possible uh, trade that is possibly out there. Are they going to keep him from running the full load and keep him healthy? So he doesn't get some stupid little injury. So does that put Tajay Spears in play? Spears has looked very good in his role already. I like Tajay Spears in a very deep, deep, deep play. If you are, if you're struggling, that is something I kind of like Tajay Spears because He's an explosive back that can catch the football. That is, uh, listen, like it's, 
it, it doesn't make sense at this stage of his career for Derrick Henry to stay on the Tennessee Titans, right? Like, there's oh, zero chance of winning the Super Bowl. It's all about what does it was it Rand Carthen is there is there GM right now? It's all about how much he wants back in compensation. So Derrick Henry, what is he? Thirty years old at this point? Well, I better double check this before. You Look it up. I think he's like twenty eight. Derrick Henry. Yeah, isn't he 28? Oh, no, 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 no. Derek Henry. Oh, he's 29. Okay, split the difference. We were, we were close. He's 29. Got the middle. There you okay. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which, frankly, is ancient for running back, right? Especially for that a running huge, back who yeah. has as many touches as he has. But he is the king for a reason. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, the NFL trade deadline is – it's always the – Tuesday after week eight. So in this case, it happens to be on Halloween day. And what is it? I think like three Eastern or four Eastern or something yeah. like that. So this is, done. they so. got to sit them. If they're going to trade them, they have to sit them. So you're going to get Tajay Spears at his ceiling play possibly because, and nobody's going to be on it. That's a cool little DFS play that I kind of like because nobody's yeah. going to be on them. So it's, this is a tough. Like, listen, so in terms of against the run, the Atlanta Falcons are third in the league. There's there's yeah. they're stout as hell. But on the season, 12.42% target share for Tajay Spears. Yes. And to your point, you know, listen, if the game's not close, or maybe they just want to keep Henry healthy just in healthy. case, maybe Tajay Spears does get a bit of a booze this week. That would be listen, I'm not gonna suggest starting him unless you're like, you know, again, desperate in your dynasty yeah. leagues. Maybe you've got a lot of injuries or something like that. But from a DFS perspective, that can yes. be a pretty sneaky little play. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Love being yeah, I'm to my flex play here. We get another star state question from Brandon and McBroom in the chat. How about this is a flex? Michael Thomas sounds crazy. I have zero shares, but I like matchups against Colts rookie cornerbacks. Yeah, I suppose it's doable. Yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas on the season, he's got a 20% target share. That's good. It's a live 26. That's good for a flex. That's not bad. That's good. Not bad. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, man. I Got in the box last year for the first time in what two yeah. years or something like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, Brandon. I think that's good. I think I think you're on it. Um, I think I have another play from that game. So we'll talk about the game in a little bit. Yeah, like who am I, who the hell am I to judge when I'm, when we're going to talk about some of my deeper flex plays? Like sometimes you got to get filthy, you got to get nasty. But you know what isn't filthy? What isn't nasty? I actually really like a lot. That Houston versus Carolina game, and in yeah. particular, CJ Stroud, the best, well, seemingly the best quarterback. He was my top ranked quarterback of the draft this year. He's looking like a stud and is the what number one wide receiver. Finally has a quarterback. Nico Collins this week going up against Carolina. I think he's going to be fantastic. Nico Collins, man, he is an efficient machine. God and damn it, good. What I like is that he was so cheap in drafts this, this year. I got to yeah. tell him just because he was yeah. where he was going. It's like the upside was just there. He's going to be the I number one. I can't believe we weren't on it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very upset at us for that. Um, we weren't as heavy into that. We should have been above market on him because we did like him coming out of college. Uh, he did have that that type. But I'm I was such a I'm such a uh, a John Meche guy. I had a blind spot in the Texans wide receiver room. Um, that's on me too. Yeah, I had Nico pretty. What do they have him baked into our cheat sheets here? I have a little bit of them in best ball, but not a lot. Yeah, I had him right around ADP. I had him going right around ADP, which I guess that doesn't make us high on him, but I, I, you know, I have him on a bunch of my teams. So somehow we ended up there. Um, There Okay, I digress. I digress. So this week, let's just talk about on the season, his efficiency. Okay. So 
number six in yards after the catch with 243 yards after the catch. Okay. He's number four in yards per route run at 3.13. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an elite, elite yes. share there. Okay. So um, in terms of um, yards per target, he literally ranks number one in terms of yard per target. And, and to boot, Robert Woods, who is stealing a bunch of that target share, he's been ruled out for the week. Okay. Ow. So, as much as I like Nico Collins, another player that we also are totally comfortable starting is Tank Dell. Um, yes. So one of Let's the things go. that uh, I like to just check, you know, just as like a sanity check whenever I'm looking at some of my flex plays is over at DFSR, DFSArmy.com. Not sure if you've heard of the website, Brandon, DFSArmy.com. We they're only, called, you know, all over the winnings. Yeah, they're just, you know, all over the, the winning boards. But um, we have something called the chalkboard, okay? And literally what this is, is this projected ownership by position. And we have both DK and FanDuel. And Tank Dell is the sixth highest projected ownership. Oh, maybe the bat's out. At 11.79% in your DK lineups. So yes, Tank Dell's a smash play this week. Yeah, and listen, the only reason Tank Dell's ahead of Nico was simply because of the the salary. He's just a cheap, cheap, cheap price, especially with Robert Woods being out. But man, this is going to be the battle of the rookie the rookie quarterbacks, right? I mean, we've been talking about it all week. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Listen, this isn't going to define the rest of their careers, but as it stands right now, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Even if listen, there's going to be a fantasy production. Like Adam Thielen, start your Adam Thielen. He's just blowing the hell out. So also, if you're back. if you're a dynasty dynasty team, dude, he's worth just going to get because he's in in went in all all in type scenario. Buy Adam Thielen. He's cheap and he's going to give you sick points. What do you think? Okay, let's let's that's I love that. I love that. I love that. Let's put on our dynasty hats for a second here, Brandon. Sure. So you have Adam Thielen, okay? And you're not a team that you're competing, okay? So you're trying to sell Adam Thielen. What are you willing to accept for an old-aged veteran Adam Thielen? I paid a late two, okay. and I will do it again over and over again. Oh, that's, I thought people were going to be demanding like a late one. No. Uh, I, I just trade got got a trade done with him, and I'm I'm sitting in first place. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the you know somewhere around the two – 10 to two, you know, two twelve. So that's what I bought Adam Thielen at. Um, and this, this is a pretty decently sharp, uh, league. So nobody, nobody was, uh, you know, nobody was biting at that price, but I did, I bought, I bought them and I, so what so happened? Happy. Somebody just put them on the trade block or what? Oh yeah. It's a total rebuild team. Um, they are okay. compiling picks and they selling everything off. And, um, I was able to buy them for two for the two twelve or two ten. I'm going to win that league though. Mike, I'm love sorry. it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, another fantastic question for Brandon McBroom. This is a Garrett Wilson week. He goes off against. I United. love that. God, I hope so. I was, I was lamenting because I had this tough decision between Garrett Wilson and um, Gabe Davis this week, and I sat Gabe Davis for Garrett Wilson. Ooh, I agree with you, Brandon McBroom. Issue. I believe that this is the week going up against the flaccid New York Jets. Tyrod Taylor once again is going to be starting. Which, yeah. listen. Tyron Taylor, give him credit, man. He's he's keeping that offense relevant, which I love. Yeah. Um, but listen, it's going to be a Brees Hall week. It's going to be Brees Hall's the number week. one running back play of the week. Yeah, straight up of the slate. Pro projected ownership. Brees Hall is the highest projected 
yeah. running back on He's the slate. sick this week. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Adam Thielen, career versus Lions. Ooh, interesting. Very, very I love that. Dude, uh, Adam, yeah. Adam Thielen is a dog. And we, we, were, we, we talked about him as a value guy late in the drafts during redrafts. I have a lot of them in best ball as well. Um, yeah. I, I, I probably was – in redraft, I have him way more than I bought him in Dynasty League where I bought Mingo. So um, I have yeah. a lot of Adam Thielen this year. What do we think about Jonathan Mingo so far this season? He's raw. Steve, Steve Smith uh, went to – talked about him quite a bit on his pod. He, he, yeah. he, he, he needs time. He needs time to marinate. He has all the physical tools, just needs time to marinate and learn offense. Yeah, I'm just looking at like so, 63% route run. I mean, DJ Chark was injured, so he was playing for that. I mean, Terrence Marshall's done. Levisca yeah, he's done, he's yeah. right? So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think a player like Jonathan Mingo, like, what would you pay for him in Dynasty? Like a third at this point. So he probably lost a little bit of value, he's right? Lost some value. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. All right, Brandon, give me your second flex play of the week. My second flex play of the week is going to be coming. From the Bayou, or from from that uh, game against the Saints, the Colts, Josh Downs. Josh mm. Downs is going to be a dog against the poor uh, Alante Taylor of the Saints. This is where the offense is weak. He is actually rated as the, uh, compared to the outside, he's, he's actually the weakest link of the secondary. Um, Josh Downs with Gardner Minshew. Um, we, I love Gardner Minshew. He makes people relevant and he's able to get to, he's able to get through his reads. Uh, Josh Downs isn't going to be the first read guy a lot of the time, but he's going to be the guy that's going to be making these big splash plays down the field. And we, uh, another one flex, another guy flex Matt liked a lot coming out of uh, college. Um, Josh Downs. I think he gets himself into the box. He's been getting five, six targets a game. I think that is going to be the same thing. Um, I think he's going to have himself a, a third straight game into the end zone this week, and it's going to be coming from probably a thirty to pl- thirty yard uh, touchdown or longer. To be honest, so yeah, and so I, I like him a lot this week. And and so to to Brandon McBroom's point, Lattimore will be all over Pittman. And so yep. you just look at this is one of my favorite tools. It's it's over at Rasball, so can't take credit for it. But when you look at in terms of fantasy points allowed to slot versus a wide receiver, excuse me, versus a wideout, it's number three. It's forty nine percent of fantasy points. Let's call it half of fantasy points are being allowed to the slot wide receiver. That's <laughs> funny, Brandon. You're talking about your Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, C- Seattle's number two. Seattle's <laughs> awful, bro. Like they are yeah. absolutely atrocious against the slot. That's why if Deshaun Watson would have been playing, I probably would have had some Elijah Moore um, mm. love this week. But that's not going to happen this week with the Walker playing. Um, but I'm all in on Josh Down- Joshua Downs. I love Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He, he is able to function. The offense is able to function, and he's going to get the reads. He's going to be able to exploit matchups I like. Yeah, I mean, listen, Michael Pittman's still a dog in that offense, but I think we found that Gardner Minshew is just as capable of passing, well, probably more capable of passing Absolutely. than uh, Anthony Richardson. By the way, Brandon, Let's say Anthony Richardson didn't get hurt. Like he was on track to have an epic season. Dude, he was going to be rookie of the year and he, he probably, yeah, he was going to be a monster. And so I actually have a, a rebuild team where I have Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen as uh, pieces for my super flex. I'm going to, I'm trying to sell 
uh, Lamar Jackson to buy Anthony Richardson and Dev- Devon A. Chain. That is that's the that's where I'm trying to go with it. But I'm a big fan of I, I like I liked what the Colts were doing. Um, but yeah, he's Cam Newton. We 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 said that was his upside, and it and unfortunately he kind of had the Cam Newton demise with the shoulder. Same thing as <laughs> same thing as Cam Newton did. Um, he had sh- shoulder surgery and he was kind of never the same. So, but that's this kid's younger. So let's hope that it's not as bad. And I've I've had this injury. He's going to be able to get through it. I you just get the surgery. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Well, and which is what he's doing, which is why they they ended a season early. Um, yeah, man. Circles. You guys can't have anything nice. You guys I know. Nice it's things. unfortunate. It's too bad. It's unfortunate. Too bad. But they're going to be a. But they're going to be really good next year. I think they're going to be really good next year. Yeah, I like no, it. they're definitely on the right track. They're definitely yeah. on the right track. They just got to get that defense working because yeah. their defense is trash right yeah. now. Um. But but again, you know, to Brandon McBroom's point, it's it's a young secondary right now. So this that, is experience year. This is yeah, the experience room to, room to grow. Okay, so let's talk about my second wide receiver or my second flex play, which happens to be a wide receiver. And I'm just going to get right to it. It's, it's Deontay Johnson going up against the Jaguars. Okay, so if you were like me last week, because I have a ton of Deontay Johnson, I really liked him this year. Um, I sat him last week across mm-hmm. the board. I didn't play him unless I was absolutely desperate in one league. I had to play him. But for the most part, I sat him, and that, that worked out. I think he scored like eleven or twelve fan, uh, PPR points, yeah, which was not the ceiling game. But really, it was it was a George Pickens type week again because they were trying to be reluctant, right? Like they took him off IR. He practiced in full. He's practiced again this week, which I like to see. But this week versus the Jaguars, it's only a forty point over under. But I like both those teams. So this is one of the games where I would actually play the over on this, right? Yes, I um, think it's going to go over. Yep. Yeah. So l- just looking at last week, um, again the first. The first week coming off the injury, George Pickens had a 35% target share, um, but he, and he only had a 66% snap share. That was Deontay Johnson, right? I could see that ramping up to 80, 85% at least this week. I'd be yep. shocked if it was 100%. anything less. Yeah. And they have this fantastic matchup. It's a number three wide uh, matchup for the wide receiver. Deontay Johnson is a target magnet. Okay. Yeah. We talk about these target magnets that are just PPR gold, like an Almanra St. Brown. I'm not going to put him in the same category as Almanra because he's special, but that's the archetype type of player that Deontay Johnson is, right? He's a chain mover. And we know, even though Zay Jones is out, and to your point, Brandon, like the Jags aren't quite running the offense I think they envisioned because Zay Jones, as much he as he's kind right. of a lukewarm player in fantasy, he's a fantastic NFL wide receiver, right? Yes. Especially as your wide receiver three. But man, the Jags have been competent as hell. Travis Etienne, brother, he's yeah. having an epic season. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. We went on a limb, brother. We were super high on Travis Etienne. We are super high on, on Ken Walker. And so far, those plays have been fantastic. We were laughed at. We were laughed at. But no, yeah. we, we said no. We we said nay. We're standing strong. I was I, I remember I remember I remember hearing Najee Harris over those players. I was like, this is Ow. absolute insanity. Yeah. So yeah, it's just what it is. But everybody needs to come. There has been some negativity towards my guy, Calvin Ridley. Justified. It is justified right now. Yeah. But when you got a running back that is doing what Etienne is doing and controlling the ball and the games and being able to explode and doing what he's sucking out all the production of the offense. Okay. That is okay. When, if you actually look at this run of the last month for the Jags, that's some tough defenses for the pass catchers, really tough defenses. It's going to open up here against the Steelers against Patrick Peterson and uh, Levi Wallace. 
I see a Ridley week. I think Ridley is going to be a a force out there this week that and he's going to get into the box as the number one pass catcher for the Jags this week. I think TJ Watt is going to make it tough to run the football. I think they're going to have to throw it a little bit. And I think on the other side of it, my other flex play, if we want to roll into my other flex play sure. option here, is Jalen Warren. Um, Jalen Warren has been jumping up in the snap share up to 45%, and that's enough, to be honest with you. He's getting uh, – he what he had a 17% target share uh, through the air, if, that, if I remember correctly. Um, and Najee Harris has just been a bust, guys. Uh, don't play Najee. Fade Najee. Um, play Warren. In this in this game script, because the Jags are going to put up points this week, and they're going to have to chase, and the Steelers are going to have to uh, they're going to have to check down quite a bit because the pass rush. I'm telling you, the Jags pass rush is very timely, and I think they're going to be checking down quite a bit, and that is a Warren game to me. Give me Warren this week. I think he is a nice steal and flex uh, value. Yeah, I think you know in terms of the rationale for Deontay Johnson type play. It's the same rationale for Jalen Warren. You mm-hmm. look at the, uh, the target share for Warren and Najee Harris. Najee has got a 6% target share, which is frankly yeah. disappointing because that was one of the Harris. things we liked him coming out of school. Right. And then Jalen Warren is at a 15% target share. 15. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's, 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 it's a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge difference, but it's one of these situations where, um, it's got to be full PPR league, right? Like if it's yeah. even a half PPR league, I'm not starting Jalen Warren as a flex. It's yeah. too risky. I assume PPR because yeah. we're all, you know, like who I don't know. I don't play in any standard leagues. So no standard, but I'm talking half PPR, right? There's a yeah, fair amount of half PPR, which which you know, there's there's a, the curmudgeons out there that like, okay, let's split the difference, which I get it. Half PPR is fine, but it's really that full PPR that you really want to um leverage. Yeah, and, play, bro. yeah. So so Jalen Warren, I mean, he's averaging 10 PPR. Points. I love just the Batman. It's intimidating. Yeah, uh, he's. I, I think he's gonna be a a Smash. very good play this week. This I, I I just like Warren a lot. I think his skill set's nice. He he reminds me of like of of uh, the the Steelers situation reminds me of what the Cowboys were going into last year, where yeah. Jalen Warren's Pollard, much better, much more explosive, and then you got the fat Zeke in the way, like <laughs> Najee Najee Harris in the way of the up and coming young buck. Um, and that's what's happening. I think, I think this is a, this is a worn week because they're going to need to be explosive with the Jags. The Jags can put up points. I think the Jags are, are, we talked about pre-show. I think there's been the passing production hasn't been there because one of their key wide receivers has been playing. Um, Zay Jones is a big time player and it allows them getting to the three wide receiver sets where they wanted to live this year, but unfortunately they're not able to do it this year. Just yet, just yet, and I think they're going to get really hot going into the playoffs once Jones gets healthy. Yeah, it's certainly possible, especially in that AFC South. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give my next flex play on the week, and it's going to be a running back. I don't know if this is too chalky or not, but Gus Abra is going up against Arizona. Okay, so chalky. 44.5 over under in terms of implied team total. Like the Baltimore Ravens are expected to just crush Arizona by about 10 oh. points, 27 to 17 is what yeah. the implied team totals are. And as sad as this makes me, Justice Hill just isn't the guy, right? He had his opportunity, and he didn't really do much with it, frankly. And then Gus Edwards, he's just – he's not really sexy, nope. but he's productive. But he's J.K. Good. Dobbins went down. It was kind of like, all right, well, then it, 
I guess it's going to be the Gus Edwards show. Yeah. And so far it has been. So this week, especially if you're looking for, I mean, like I would play Gus Edwards as an RB two, frankly. I'm, I'm right there with you. He's got yeah. a good, he's got a good game script here. It's going to be, a, they're going to be able to control this game. And like he proved last week, he can get, he can strike from distance, man. Like that's crazy. Like what he did last week. So I'm there with you. I like it a lot, actually. How are you, uh, how do, how are you on like the cars? Like, Marquise Hollywood Brown, he's a, we already talked about it, I think, last oh, yeah. two weeks ago when we were on. He's like, he's a must start, right? Yep. Marquise? Yeah. Always. Okay. Always start him. Okay. And of course, Zay Flowers. Like, Zay is going to smash this Zay is going to smash this week. But the funny thing is, so here's a guy that one of our golden childs that didn't work out, uh, Rashad Bateman. He does have a great, great matchup against Marco Wilson this week that gives up like over 15 fantasy points uh, a game. So there is a little bit of a deep play there. Um, so it's just something to think about. Or if Odell gets be up or if Odell gets any look on him, I think Odell could, t- could take advantage of that too as well. So it's something. Man, Rashad Bateman, even last week, 11% target share on the season. Yes, he's been injured 9% target. Like he's just, they need to trade him. Just uh, get rid of him. Like, like a scorn lover. I feel towards you, Rashad Bateman. What could have been, what could have been, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a matter of, the situation remember he was he's a first round talent yeah he was he was he was outspoken during the offseason this year so he's got to go um he's got what is it one more year i think this is his third year in the league so he's got yeah at least one more year with baltimore which listen i would say in dynasty he's probably just a hold at this point right because you're not going to get much for him what what about rashad bateman for derrick henry trade to for that in real life. I think that could be something because Bateman is not a first round value anymore. He's no. just not. I think that would be that Bateman, Bateman, the Titans need more pass catchers. I think that would be something to think about. For Dynasty, for Bateman, that would be if you thought Baltimore was bad because of the low passing offense, yeah, man, Tennessee's going to be way worse. So I would, that would be just cataclysmically bad, in my opinion, for Rashad Bateman for Dynasty, but. Ah. For Derrick Henry, I'm telling you, Derrick Henry to Baltimore is going to happen. I have, I just, there's too much, too much smoke that you, is too much smoke about it. Yeah, who else would be a good candidate for Derrick Henry? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, actually in 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 the contention here. Miami, if they wanted to do it. Um, what about Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota. What if, what if Minnesota? Already, already got Cam Akers. They ain't doing it. Yeah, but Cam Akers is not Derrick Henry. But I, I, I see your point. What did they pay for Cam Akers? It was like a, it was nothing, wasn't it? Nothing. It was like they swapped six round picks or something. Yeah, so I could still see them going out. Listen, if they win against Green Bay this week, which I think that they will, it could be one of these situations where they're actually in it and they're in it to win it. And Alexander Madison is not the guy. Cam Akers is not the guy. We know what they wanted to do. Yep. That to me, Minnesota seems like a very viable candidate. Um there's not too many other teams that really jump out at me. No. Chat, let us know if you think of a, a good spot. Oh, God, it's the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs are going to get it because I think they no. like Isaiah Pacheco enough. Pacheco right? is balling right now. And yeah. honestly, if you are a all-in team, that is somebody else in Dynasty that I would go get right now is Pacheco. Yeah. Um, that is a guy that has the smash schedule on the on, – on the on the rest of the way so go get him if you can get if you are a win now team go get him like it's he's getting password guys he's getting the password that he didn't get last year so he has a safe floor and his ceiling is elite if 
in great uh, game scripts for him. So love it, love it, love it. Okay, Brandon, let's let's wrap it up here with some of our sure. rapid fire guys. So either uh, honorable mentions, so players that you're probably going to be starting, but you think are just going to be particularly productive this week, or kind of just a deep, questionable. You know, again, break in case of emergency, break glass in case of emergency type players. So who, who, give me a few. I got one more pretty one more main guy that I want I like is Rasheed Rice. Um, Rasheed Rice is really coming on um, in the last couple of weeks. I I feel I, I feel like they are finding that he is going to be one of their red zone targets each and every week. Um, he's playing against Denver this week, which is absolutely dreadful right now against past defense, past defenses. And he's actually, I got his matchup right here. He, he's matched up against, uh, Damari Mathis, which is he's ranked number 73 in, in this whole thing. So I love Rasheed Rice. Um, I also love Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed, um, going up in the slot is actually very, uh, he's got the matchup. I like a, uh, this week as well um he's he's actually receiving a ton of red zone looks um he's actually ranked in the top uh, fifth, uh 15 for red zone looks as well so um he's a slot guy that could get some get some looks this week yeah Jaden reed's good i mean he's the third wide receiver in that team so we're gonna have yep. to banking on three wide receiver sets so that's i mean that's it's it's a boom bust type play oh yeah Jaden reed man like so I, I was at that packers game um earlier in the season against New Orleans and he had a few just super athletic plays. He Dude, he's something else, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to be fantastic. It's just a matter of trust, right? So Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs have the trust of Jordan Love right now. So that's that's the risk, but it's high risk, high reward type play, which I like to see. Um, some of the honorable mentions, I think Devin Singletary this week, Houston going against Carolina. Listen, Damian Pierce is still the guy. But Devin Singletary, he had his highest snap share of the season last week at 52%. Kind of like it. Run the ball on Carolina. So Devin Singletary is kind of sneaky if you're looking for a flex. Josh Palmer, Sunday night game, Chargers. Mm. He is, is, he's questionable officially, but it sounds like he's a game time decision. That worries me a little bit. Even if he plays, I'm not a Quentin Johnson guy, but if it's ever going to happen, if there was ever going to be a week, this is going to be the week where Quentin Johnson plays. It's a higher, it's a higher over/under game going up against Chicago. Chicago allows points to wide receivers, so it could be finally a Quentin Johnson game. Um, we already talked about Zay Flowers. Love all your Baltimore players. Love your Jaguars, and even Washington wide receivers and um, Logan Thomas going up against Philly. Philly, yeah. you cannot run the ball. Brian Robinson, you cannot play. Antonio Gibson, you cannot play. Like bench Brian Robinson if you have him. Yeah, of course. Now he's going to go get three touchdowns. Um, but passing game, I I dare say, although no, I, never mind. I can't I can't recommend starting Jahan Dotson, but I can recommend you starting TMC and Logan Thomas, baby. Even listen, if you're not in, if, if you're in a tight end premium league, so one point five points or higher for tight ends, you can definitely consider Logan Thomas in the flex this week. Yeah. Also, a big bounce back player is going to be T. Higgins this week um, going against the Niners. The Niners are being a little bit exposed right now. Everybody was kind of chalking them up as one of the one of the most dominant um, defenses in the league, but they can be had. Um, Addison had a huge week last week. Uh, T. Higgins is going to see a lot of uh, Dion Mondre Lenore. Um, he's ranked out, outside the top 50 for corners as well. Um, T. Higgins, bounce back. 
I think the bye week helped his uh, helped him out a lot. He had a rib injury. He's the team was just not playing well early. Um, a lot of people are out on T Higgins. He's actually one of my guys as a buy low for the rest of the way. Um, T Higgins this week is going to smash. Listen, if it's a buy low, this is a week to do it because it's about as low as it can go, right? This like, is it. This is bottom so... for T, so don't yeah. wait if you're going to buy him. Yeah, they're so tapping to play. And what's interesting, San Francisco is actually favored in this game as expected. Brock Purdy. Which I like. Um, we'll find out today. So today's Saturday, the 28th. We're going to find out today officially if Brock Purdy is going to clear the concussion protocol. It sounds like he's going to, right? He's like going he was to. practicing limited. Um, so he's going to be playing like tomorrow, which is good. Um, for all I of love Ayuk too. Ayuk this week. Yeah. Oh boy. I think, I think this out. is going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be a shootout game. It's going to be fun. Yeah, this could be a fun game, man. This is, I mean, it's one of the afternoon games. This is going to be a fun one. I mean, mm -hmm. listen, in terms of airtime, they're competing against the Browns versus the Seahawks. Eh. Eh. Uh, Baltimore Ravens versus uh, Arizona. People are just naturally going to flock to that game because of the Ravens. See what I did yeah, there. Lamar. Um, Kansas City, same deal. But going up against Denver, that game could be over after the first quarter. Over, yeah. Um, but yeah, the game of the afternoon by far is going to be the Bengals versus San Francisco. It's going to be a massive test. Massive yep. test for the Bengals coming off their bye week. And frankly, man, like San Francisco, it's not do or die, obviously. But they can't afford to lose three in a row, man. They can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I actually this is setting up for it's compelling the, the Niners to get clipped here. Um, I'm telling you, um, Jamar is going to have a big game, um, but T Higgins is going to have a T bomb of thirty plus yards for ah, a touchdown. Love it. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, I just I, you can see it coming. He he. They do a big. He does deep drag routes across across the field, and he. Joe is going to hook up one, one or two, once or twice, and it's going to be a deep touchdown. I love it, man. Joe Burrow's finally healthy. Everybody was losing their damn minds. I mean, you got people got to understand. Jameer, Jameer Chase before the season started, literally said in an interview that Joe Burrow should sit till the bye week. That's yeah. how bad the injury was. The dude played through something that was really bad and started out low. So this is the time to buy the Bengals. Um, this is gonna be a fun week. This is a big breakout week for <sighs> Key Higgins. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Like the Bengals are last in their division at three and three. I that's wild. The Ravens, they have to win. They have yeah, to they, win. It's it's a must win <laughs> for the Bengals right I now. Got the Bengals Ravens are five and two, both Steelers and Browns are four and two, and then Bengals are three and three. I got the Bengals. I think the Bengals win this week. And oh my god. Yeah, I think Joey B tear, tears the heart out of uh the Niners. God, it's going to be, yeah, that, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, so li listen, that that's it. We're going to end it there, Brandon. I yeah. think that was a fantastic show. A lot of actionable advice. If you like what you're listening to, if you like what you're watching, please go and like, subscribe, comment. It goes a long way to the algorithm. We're trying to grow the channel. So we really appreciate it for all of our loyal fans in the chat. So thank you today, especially Brandon and Jen for throwing in some of those questions. And mm -hmm. of course, our guy, Bali. Can't forget about Bali. Um, this week, Brandon, it's going to be a fun one. And happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Be safe. For those people who are going to be driving around on Halloween, just chill. Or listen, just 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 chill. Slow down. Okay. Slow, Slow down. For those of us north of the border or near the mountains, like Brandon, um, just again be cautious. The weather isn't great. The weather's starting to turn. So just be safe out there and go have some fun with your kiddos. So yep. happy Halloween, everybody. For Brandon, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good luck on week eight. Sheesh. Knowing that